0: We are back in the building QP Sports Exchange back on the air It's your host, Vince I hope everybody had a good Christmas Got your presents Got everything out of the way was able to enjoy family and enjoy just the warmness of the season however that strikes you in this house it strikes us with a faithful tone so gratitude is always going to be the attitude here so just give all glory to God here we had a great Christmas um you know the vibe was real nice I was excited um and then we got to watch all the basketball, which that's what this pod is about, right? B-Ball Monday is in full effect. So, I'm going to hit you with a couple things. We're going to clear up some production stuff, some some pod business, as you will. So, how, now that we're in the season, what's it going to look like? What can you expect from B-Ball Monday? okay. Well, a couple things. First and foremost, we're going to give you like the news and notes of the week. Something that strikes my fancy. Something that really is real big in the association. We're going to bring it to you. The other thing is, is that, you know, we're going to highlight some things as far as, you know, players, um, teams that get on fire. And the other thing that we're going to bring to you, Rookie Watch. Now, I'm going to get this thing sponsored By hook or by crook, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, we're going to do that as well. We're still going to do prep basketball. This is where you come into play. Shouts out to my boy, Braylon McCain. Shouts out to my boy, Addison Archer. Always keeping me abreasted of the news that is going on with them. And that's how easy it is. If you are grinding as a prep athlete and you are getting after it in the lab. And then you hit me with some joyous news that you are ranked 17th in the state for 2020. You know what I'm saying? Braylon McKay moved up 17 spots. Now, why is this important? I told my boy, I said, listen, I'm going to get on Ronnie 2K and talk to some people. Who do I have to talk to to get my boy moved up in the state or North Kakalaki, Hoop State? Where did I have to send my grievances? So fast forward to a couple days ago, Graylin hits me up. He says, yo, I moved up 17 spots. I said, you know what? That's a legit. You know why? Cause he's in. He's in his bag. He's in the bag. He is getting after it in the lab, and he is perfecting his craft. So, shouts out to you, Braylon. You know how we do it here, man. We bring love to those who give love. You know what I'm saying? So, Braylon moved up. We're really excited about that. Uh, so we will have prep basketball. Um, but it takes you. It takes you to chime in. Who should I be looking at? Should I be looking at you? Should I be looking at somewhere else? I live in the la la, so you know the California kids got to step up, right? Where are my California prep basketball, prep football players at? Where y'all at? I know y'all want to get on. Tap in to QP Sports Exchange, We're going to bring it real, real big to you, and it's going to be real, real heavy. So, without further ado, I'm going to give you how you get in touch with me. Questionpointpodnetwork.com is where you can also immerse yourself into the writing skills of one Vince Carter. That is a la me, a.k.a. your boy Vince, a.k.a breezy V, aka cool V. That's where you go get those. Now, Twitter at QP Sports. Real simple for you. The Instagram is living super lavish right now. That's at QP Sports Exchange. Okay? So those are the ways that you can get a hold of me so I can highlight you. Okay? It's a synergy thing. It's a together thing. It's an inclusivity thing. You bring me your highlights. You bring me your stats. You tell me, well, I should be pumped up about you. And I'm, a, yo, you're going to get on wax. That's how it works. You're going to get on wax. And we're going to keep this thing moving. Now, I am going to apologize for Football Friday. Um, obviously, it was Christmas. And also, I wanted to give the people of Cincinnati... And the people of Coastal Carolina and a couple other places out there. College Station, I see you. Football Friday will be back. It will be back in full vigor come Friday. We had to get through the holidays. I'm actually going to record it a day early. I'm going to record it on Thursday and have it out for you on Friday. So, Football Friday will be back. It was just Christmas, man. You know what I'm saying? And also, there were so many games on that I had to lock in. So, That's where Football Friday went. We're going to get back on it. We're going to do it on Thursday. It'll be released on Friday. So look out for that. Now, people say, Vince, your success has been just real big lately. And how do you credit that? And I say, God, blessings, just trying to listen to my Lord and Savior. But I'm not anything without support and support staff so we do this all the time download and subscribe on apple spotify stitcher google pod uh wherever else you get your pod lock in tap in get this on a weekly basis because we bring the heat to you all the time now Another thing that I'm going to do with my opening is I'm going to spotlight a couple people. Usually, it's going to be in the podcast realm or something that I saw. But this week, we're going to spotlight a couple podcasts. One, you know I had to talk to about my boy Coast T. So, he's finished up season three a Mud Talk podcast, okay? So Coach T is a contributor to QP Sports Exchange. We love having him. He is a fountain of wisdom. He brings a different um, vibe and a different take to the sports world, and he is just a absolute uh, godsend, and we love him as a contributor, and we're going to have him back soon, and I can't wait. But his podcast is um, – real and the great thing about it is is that you get a lot of him you get a lot of insight into what has brought him to where he is now there's a lot of positivity spirituality um there are interviews with up and coming artists there are talks about fashion there's talk about growing up in the hood and see here's the deal whether you're in charlotte or in the la la Are you in the bricks of Brooklyn? Or you a kid from Akron? Or you chill in Seattle? You get it real, real crunk in Oaktown? Or you got that Dade County swag? Everybody understands about the hood. And the great thing about Coach T is that. He's giving it back to you. He's also trying to tell you maybe don't take the route he took. But also he's blessed because he learned a lot of lessons. And he's trying to pass those along to you. So talk the podcast comes out every Thursday. I got to check with my man and see what's going on for season four. And see what's real big on that. So kick it with me on social media. So, you know, I can bring you that information. The other pod talked the other podcast that I want to talk about is a podcast that I just found recently. The podcast is called Heavy Talk Podcast with your host Heavy. First of all, this is a um, outstanding young lady and I really enjoyed the vibe of the podcast. I really enjoyed just her insights into social media and um, also giving a spin on people of color and how they use their social media in their platform and how she chooses to use hers. Um, but she has a lot of insight into a lot of different other other things. She wants to talk about sports. She talks about politics. She talks about uh, women's issues. So it's heavy talk. I'll spell it for you. It's H E A. V I E Talk Podcast, and that drops every Friday. You can find the IG page, it's at Heavy Talk Podcast H E A V I E Talk Podcast. So, I'm giving love, I'm spotlighting podcasts, I want to spotlight prep athletes. You know how we try to do it here, real big. Inclusivity is the thing here on QP Sports Exchange. You know that this is the only way I know how to do it is to make sure that we taking care of all the peoples. And you know what I got to say about that. Shouts out to Mud Talk Podcast. Shouts out to Heavy Talk Podcast. I can't wait to hear season four. Coach T, you know that I'm looking forward to that heat. Heavy, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing your thing. I'm real, real, yo, I'm real in on her podcast. So I want you guys to check it out as well. Heavy Talk Podcast comes on every Friday. Coach T, Mud Talk Podcast comes up every Thursday. Dropping drools all day long, just like QP Sports Exchange. Now, we about to get... In two the pie.
1: And even the press said what's the meaning of VAPORS. The meaning of this word without no doubt. Means nobody wanna beat that one down and out. No one you established and got a lot of money. Everybody wanna be your buddy and honey. Like tall builders they call skyscrapers. And, you're and you're you feel it, you feel it
0: never can say. It is the season. QP sports exchange big wall Mondays. We're going to hit you with a couple news and notes for today and then get into the rest of the pod. So first and foremost, Philadelphia president of basketball operations, Daryl Morey, was fined 50 grand for tampering for a tweet that was like an anniversary tweet about James Harden. So my man went full on like, oh, I don't know. You know, it just popped up on my timeline and I thought it'd be neat to go ahead and send that out to the world. Hey, bro, if you didn't learn anything from Magic Johnson and all the problems that he had with tampering, that dude had to leave the Lakers to talk about basketball players and his appreciation for their skill set. So, Daryl knows exactly what he's doing in Philadelphia. This is all this part of his little web that he weaves uh Before he goes out and strikes out for a trade, you know, so I, hey, I get it. I know why you do it, but here's the thing. If I'm Houston, I'm still saying, listen, Ben Simmons comes back to us or I'm going to hang up the phone. So I understand that Mr. Harden has decided to um, really not talk about his situation, which is good. Um, we think that at some point he will get traded. I definitely think he'll get traded before the trade deadline. I think that Houston is looking for the right deal to make sure they get whatever they need back for James Harden. Actually, Woj Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that he's trying, the Houston Rockets are trying to work out like a three, four, three team or three, four team deal to get all the pieces that they necessarily want back in a trade. So I think there's a lot of pieces to this. I think there's a lot of moving parts to this. So it's, it's a pretty much a stay tuned and wait and see type situation that's going on in Houston. But as far as Daryl Morey and Philly, wow. First of all, listen, Daryl, just know That the dude that had the job before you, and I'm not talking about Elton Brand, I'm talking about Colangelo, he had a burner account. Listen, Twitter is just bad for Philadelphia and front office types. Don't do it, Daryl Morey. Don't do it. Don't have the secret burner account. Don't go full Matt Patricia for the Detroit Lions. See last episode of Football Friday and you'll know what that joke really means. But yeah, Philly fans, tell your dude to lay off Twitter. Like just take a moratorium on Twitter until you have put your team together and you have either A, traded for Harden or B, decided not to trade for Harden. Now we got some some heartbreaking news uh, that just came over the wire Brooklyn Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie is out for the year with a torn ACL the injury happened in the loss to Charlotte hey man listen that team was deep and that team is still deep without him but prayers up to Spencer Dinwiddie he just got the back I hate to see it happen to guys like this that work so hard and the great thing that, if you remember, the Nets team was this gritty team up until KD and Kyrie stepped on the court. And they overachieved. And they got the most out of Joe Harris. They got the most out of Spencer Dinwiddie. They got the most out of Karis LeVert. And it's really just sad to see Spencer go down with his injury. My prayers go out to him. The whole QP Sports Exchange family. Their prayers go out to him. Much love to you, Spencer. Get well. Come back. Be better than ever, bro. And we look forward to seeing you next year in the association. My last note of the day is my man Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P, just signed with a team in China. So, the Zhejiang Lions sign my boy Swaggy P. So, you know, first and foremost, the swag is going to be in full effect in China. My man is about to blow up over there because you know what? He's 35. He really hasn't had a lot of significant injuries. Most of his career, he's been kind of like a bench guy. But this dude got game and he's about to unleash it. On the the country of China. This dude is about to go crazy over there. <clears throat> Keep in mind. Stefan Margaret had a great career over there. Like he's a legend over there. A lot of dudes do really well over in China. You know some don't. You know because it's a cultural thing. But if you're like. You know hey. Full on embracing it. You get in your bag, and that's what you care about. Hey, this can be a you know a good three, four year, and you're talking some decent money for you that you could not get in the States, either through the association or through the G League or whatever else. So, congrats to my man Swaggy P. Man, keep on hitting jumpers, baby. Keep on giving them that smile. Keep on enjoying basketball. And and just bring mad swag to the folks in China. Alright, so we gave it to you earlier. We're going to give it to you again so you know because we got to stay on top of this. Because we appreciate the fans, but we got to stay on top of this stuff. The IGs and the Twitter. And also the website. So, questionpointpodnetwork.com has a couple articles up there. The last one was the Milwaukee Bucks and what they did to get Giannis signed. It kind of gave you a little chronological order and what the Bucks organization was thinking and some of the moves they made and some of the moves they didn't make uh, as far as getting Giannis locked up. There's a nice little blog about Nick Saban and how he... Really does an incredible job in Alabama. How hard he works, what his thought processes is on recruiting and players and things of that nature. So go check out that article on questionpointpodnetwork.com. Questionpointpodnetwork.com. Twitter is at qp sports. IG is at qp sports exchange. So you guys are getting all the social media information so you can, hey, Vince, I can't find you. That's not true. You definitely can find me because I give it to you. We got to download and subscribe the podcast. We got to rate and review on Apple. Please, folks, give me the five stars if I'm worthy of it. If I'm not, tell me where I need to improve. And we gonna keep it moving So we about to get into The meat Of the pot Let's go
1: What's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S The meaning of this word without no doubt Means nobody wanna beat that one down and out No one you established and got a lot of money Everybody wanna be your buddy and honey like toll-builders, they call skyscrapers And you're feeling you
0: feel Okay, no so Last night In the association The Clickers played Actually, they played in the afternoon And they played Dallas Who was just coming off a loss A decisive loss to the Lakers On Christmas Day And, you know, so they stayed in L.A. In the La La. Why wouldn't you? Up until literally last night. It started raining here. We got a little rain. We can't complain. Right? Because we're always above like 70. Maybe high 60s. Doing it real big here in Los Angeles. So. <clears throat> the Clippers play a game with the Mavericks. And we'll go ahead and say that Kawhi Leonard did not play in that game. Low management. That's going to be a theme of this year. He did it in Toronto. He did it in Los Angeles last year. This is just what he does. It is something that you as an organization. Got to wrap your head around. And be on board with. And support. Because you want Kawhi to be ready for the playoffs. And lead you to a championship. So I understand the idea of it. Now. We on this podcast have tried to be more civil when it comes to certain fans and certain fandoms, especially here in Los Angeles. But this one wrote itself. I didn't even really have to do anything. The Clippers last night got beat so bad That it is just a running joke here in Los Angeles. In the la-la. So, first and foremost, how about a 77-27 to halftime score? I'll repeat that for you. 77, that's what the Dallas Mavericks had. To 27, that's what the Clippers had at the end of the first half. That is a professional basketball team. No, Paul George did play. The rest of the team did play. It was just Kawhi. And 77 to 27 was the score at halftime. It really didn't get any better than that. Because the final score was like 124 to 73. So, a professional basketball team that resides in the L.A. area scored 27 points. That's all they can muster for a half. Yo, this is not the Virginia Cavaliers in basketball. Like, Tyronn Lue did not go to Tony Bennett and say, yo, how can we not score a lot of points? You know? Yo, if he did, Tony would say, yo, you also got to hold the team to, like, 27 as well. You got to muck up the game. You know, Virginia, very good basketball team, elite pro, one of the elite programs in the the ACC. Um, Tony Bennett really has a good squad. But the one thing that they usually have a problem with is scoring, except for that championship year a couple years back. Shout out to the Cavaliers. Because they have a bunch of dudes on that team that I really like. But getting back to the Clippers. You scored 27 points in the first half. Mind you, your total for the game didn't even match what the Dallas Mavericks did in the first half. So, keep that in mind. Their point total for the game, they still would have lost if Dallas didn't score one point. In the second half, which they did. Usually in the league, when you get up like that, you know, there's a thing where, you know, maybe defense gets lax or whatever the case may be. And it never turns out that bad. You know, we'll talk about it and say, yeah, it wasn't close or whatever. That score is not indicative of what it actually was. That's what we will do um, when we talk about these things. But it never got better for them it just never did they could never gain ground they could never close some you know just start chipping away and say hey we're going to get this down to 40 by the end of the third and then we're going to try to get this down by like to 25 by you know in a game it just did not happen for the clippers at all so here are some 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 quotes But my man Paul George I want you to listen to these First and foremost Paul George was quoted and saying It's not a big deal We got our butts whipped today But it's only one game We weren't ready today No (laughs) No She, She wasn't ready She wasn't ready Yo You wasn't ready You weren't ready That's That's for The The 50 point blowout In your own building You weren't ready Okay Alright So Let's break this down a little bit First quote It's not a big deal Well okay He's right. In In the grand scheme of things, it's one game. The Clippers, here's the thing. I'm not saying the Clippers are trash. I'm not saying they're terrible. I'm not saying they're a bad organization. I'm just saying this is a, a, a very embarrassing loss. You should be really upset about this loss as a team. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Huh? It's not that big of a deal. You score 27 points in the first half. It's not that big of a deal. By the way, keep in mind, the Clippers signed Luke Kennard to a four-year deal worth $84 million. Or, no, $64 million. They also signed Marcus Morris Sr. to that same four-year $64 million. That is $18 million a piece, ladies and gentlemen. Now, your support guys that you had last year, one is on the other LA team. And he's doing it real big. Okay? And he's only making like nine and a half a year. Hmm. Doesn't seem right, does it? Something, something's wrong. I, I feel a disturbance in the force, right? You pay Marcus Morris and Luke Kennard $16 million a year to give you what? Oh, 27 points at halftime? Right? Okay. Now, later in the night, same stadium, same arena, Staples. Right? Same same deal. Anthony Davis doesn't play. LeBron only plays about 25 minutes. Oh. we The Lakers win by 36, 37. Okay? So, the guy that you gave up, and you could be paying him, let's say they would have paid him a little bit more, right? Let's say they would have gave him 12 a year, like three years, $36 million, right? That's still darn near half what you're paying Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris, first and foremost. Alright, now, I'm not saying that they had to sign Montrezl Harrell back. They did not. Serge Ibaka is excellent. I'm just talking about how could you get Serge and keep Montrez Morris or Montrez Harrell? How can you, you could there was a scenario where you got Serge Ibaka, kept Montrez Harrell and kept Landry Shamick. I'm not impressed with Luke Kennard's game. I hope it gets better. I hope the Clippers get better. But Clipper fans, I got something for you. I got something to help you out because this this podcast is all about positivity. And I'm going to help you out with your Laker friends. So I have three good excuses for you as a fan of the Clippers to give to your Laker friend when they hassle you about this 50 point loss. Okay? So Clipper fan, Clipper Daryl, all my all my fans of the Clippers out there. You, listen, we we enjoy the city together. We all live in the la la. Okay? When there's other stuff going on <clears throat> tragedies going all across the country and the world which prayers up to the people in Nashville That's a terrible situation. Prayers up to you in Nashville. Sorry that it had to happen around this time of year. Um, Shouts out to the, the first responders and the people who are on the front lines of that situation. To those people who lost somebody and lost businesses or businesses are going to be closed for a while. Our prayers are with you. We wish you nothing but good fortune in the upcoming new year. But Clipper fans, we live in the La La together. Okay? So, here are the three excuses, go-to excuses that you give your, if you have a friend that's a Laker fan, and they start hassling you about the 50-point loss, these are the excuses that your boy Vince is going to give to you. All right, so the first excuse is, hey, man, we just, we party too much on Christmas. You know, we got hungover. We got it. We got it real lit. We live in the la-la. We got a lot of money. Things went well that night, a Christmas night, and we partied a little too hard. That is excuse number one. Excuse number two, also very valid. The whole team misunderstood load management for Kawhi. They felt like they also, they didn't get the memo when they said low manage day. They did not finish it up. The Clipper organization didn't finish it up with load management Kawhi day. The team misunderstood and thought it was low management for everybody even though it was game day okay so the memo sometimes you got to just you know vet the whole memo out you know sometimes we kind of you know glance over things so you got to make it very very literal to your basketball team leave nothing nothing to chance that's the bill belichick way so note to front office of clippers when you send out the memo that kawaii is going to load management load manage also put that we have a game that day and we expect all the other players to show up and play now this last excuse if you hold this for That Laker fan in your life. That is going to give you nothing but the blues. A la me. So if you're a Clipper fan. And you know we are friends. This is the excuse. That you give me. Or for that fan in your life. That you know is going to give you the blues. When they see you. Okay. And listen. This is love. I'm trying to give y'all something. Okay. So, here's the third excuse. Lou Williams had some Magic City wings sent to us, and they were tainted. And we all had food poisoning, and we just could not really ring the bell for the Dallas Mavericks game. You know, so, the power of the Magic City wings... Allegedly remember that story in the bubble? Our man Lou Williams said, Hey, I have a funeral to go to, so stuff is going on. And my man says he he is seen at a at a gentleman's establishment in Atlanta. And he says, Oh, I really enjoy the wings. So my man decided for Christmas. What is he gonna do? He's gonna get wings for the entire Clipper organization. Listen, bygones be bygones. We're building a bridge of trust. We're all in a trust tree together. Here's a token of my appreciation and your and a token of my appreciation for your understanding of me when I was out there doing my thing. I am going to bring to you Magic City. Wings, which are the best on the planet. Unfortunately, these wings were tainted. Everybody got food poisoning. And that is why we only scored 27 points in the first half and got beat down at home by 50 points. All right. So that is my love to the Clipper fan. When you are in a situation where you're stuck. And you just want your Laker friend or your Phoenix Sun friend to not clown you anymore. These are the go-to excuses. One again is we party too much on Christmas. Two, we, under- we misunderstood the low managing memo that was just only for Kawhi. We thought it was team wide. And three, we had magic city tainted wings and that's the only reason why we scored 27 points in the first half so i hope those help you clipper fan i hope those excuses can kind of wash away some of the stuff that's going on in your life as far as that's concerned it was a rough day for clipper fan ah shout out to sean purdy that's my dog he loves the clippers so this pass for you, bro. <laughs> Magic City Wings. Yo. Yo. Hey. You imagine. First quarter. Paul George looks at Pat Bev and says, Hey, man. I ain't feeling too good. Yo, PG-13. I don't feel good either. The only one that felt good was Serge Ibaka because he eats all kinds of weird stuff. Go check out his YouTube channel. He makes other NBA players eat weird things. So the Magic City wings did not hurt him. But everybody else, Luke Kennard, he definitely couldn't handle those wings. Definitely. Marcus Morris, yeah. You know, dehydrated, all that. The wings were... Super, super bad for him as well. What do you think halftime sounded like? <laughs> you imagine. You got... You down by 50 at halftime. And let's say the scenario is true. We had some Magic City Wings. And they were not... You know, they were like maybe a little undercooked or whatever the case. You know, the coach is trying to tell you about, okay, we got to change up the defenses. We got to, you know, go over the pick. And everybody unfortunately it's got the bubble guts you know Uh. (laughs) oh man i'm sorry to leave you with that one but you know i had to get these jokes off somehow some way your rookie report. Your rookie report is brought to you by Blue Microphones. When you want your pod to sound smooth and you want your vocals to sound buttery, you know where you got to go. You got to go to Blue Microphones. They've been making microphones for a long time for people like me to do the magic that I do. Blue Microphones are easy to install, The sound quality is excellent as you can hear. And, you know, when you get the quality and you get the price that you get with blue microphones, your podcast is just going straight to the top. Like this one, QP Sports Exchange. So, shouts out to Blue Microphone. Shouts out to How I Sound. And let's get into the the rookie watch. So, what we're going to do every week is we're going to pick out about five rookies that stood out to us. And, you know, talk about their game. Talk about what they did. And just kind of give you a flavor of what's going on in the NBA from the rookie's eye. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. I put a lot of work into this. So, first and foremost... We're gonna look at the number one overall pick. Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. You know, them dogs getting it. So my man is doing it pretty big in his rookie year. He's averaging 25 minutes a game. He's getting 16 points, three rebounds, and 2.3 assists. And he's turning the ball over 0.7. So he has almost he has a three to one ratio from assists to turnovers. That's good. That's real good. I actually expected him to to struggle in that. And we'll see how that plays out throughout the year. But that was the one thing I didn't know if his grasp of the offense would come as quickly. But to see him average, you know, in a sense, 3-1 to turnover, uh, assist to turnover ratio, that's a good sign. It's a small sample size, obviously. We don't know what it's going to look like at the end of the year. But that was the one thing that impressed me about Edwards. He is what everybody said he was. He's an athletic freak. Um, I do wonder sometimes, and it was literally what the scout said, does he go to the hole enough? Does he attack the basket and bring the action, bring the defenders into him and kick out? I'm looking for more of that in his game. Obviously, he's a rookie. He has a lot of time to grow and get that concept. To involve his players more. But I think he's been really impressive so far in his rookie campaign. So, shouts out to you. Anthony Edwards is doing it real big for the T-Wolves. Even though, you know, um, our boy Carl Anthony Towns has a dislocated wrist. We got to say prayers up to Cat. Amen. You going through a lot, bro. I can't even imagine, honestly, what you had to deal with over the last six months. And then to have this, so your sanctuary is kind of taken away from you. So prayers up to Carl Anthony Towns of the Timberwolves. Show love to him. Send some prayers his way. He needs them. His team needs needs those prayers. So Carl Anthony Towns with a dislocated wrist. They don't think he needs surgery at all, so that's a blessing. We just hope that it's a speedy uh, recovery time for him, so he can get back to the game and also allow him to have some um, some solace. You know, I don't know if the game gives him solace, but with he with all the loss, the tremendous amount of loss he's had over the last six months, I just hope that. Um, you know, he's able to just focus on his rehab and, um, you know, heal heal emotionally as well. So prayers up to Carl Anthony Towns and big shout out to Anthony Edwards of the T-Wolves. There, he's doing it big. The other rookie that I want to talk about is Sacramento Kings guard Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, so he's, he's getting burnt 27 minutes a game on average so far. He's averaging just a tick under 10 points, 1.7 rebounds and 5 assists. But here's the here's a crazy thing. He's only averaging 0.3 turnovers. You talking about was the scout right about him? They said that he would be so effective in the offensive flow of the offense. And that's what he does. He makes the pass the right pass at the right time. He takes care of the basketball. So Tyrese Halliburton is doing it super big. I'm impressed with him. I'm hoping that he's kind of allowed a little more leeway on the offensive side of the ball. But there's a lot of young kids over there trying to get their burn as well. De'Aaron Fox. You know, Marvin Bagley, the third. Um, so they got a couple guys who are trying to establish themselves. So Halliburton is the right guy for that team. He can definitely just create offensive flow and synergy, which is good. The ball doesn't just sit in his hands for 22 seconds and then a shot goes up. But he's been able to create off the bounce. His pick and roll has been excellent. So, shouts out to you, Tyrese Halliburton. I'm super glad that you... Doing it real, real big. The third guy on this list is Golden State Warriors center. And number two overall pick in the draft, James Wiseman. James Wiseman is handling his business. Now the team right now is going through it. Draymond hasn't played a game yet. He has a sore foot. Shots out to Draymond. Get it. Get after it. The Michigan State Spartan dudes, they real tough. So, for him to be sitting out, you know he's hurting. So, prayers up. Draymond, come back as quickly as possible. And we'll look forward to your return to the association. But James Wiseman, 14.7 points a game. So, just under a tick, under 15. He's grabbing 5.7 rebounds. He's not getting any assists, which is pretty, pretty uh, regular for, you know, a center, okay? That was the one thing about him coming out of college um, and also in high school because you didn't have a lot to scout in college. But one of the scouts told me was, like, he seems like he's processing information not as quickly, you know? So when he gets the ball... And the the crowd, you know, the double team comes. He is really trying to process what's going on. There's not a natural flow to it. Now, he is on the right team because natural flow for the Warriors when everything is clicking is a beautiful thing to watch. They play beautiful basketball. So, this is something that he's going to struggle with. But I really like his energy I really like when he brings the ball up the court, but he looks he looks like a deer. You know, he's just going so fast. You can just see it. He's so excited just to be playing that, you know, you have those type of situations. I think that he'll get better with that over time. He's also doing this with 24 minutes a game. So, I'm glad that he's getting enough time to show his wares. Um, he is definitely... Uh, a problem on the defensive end as well. So you cannot be mad at that. The fourth guy that I want to talk about is Orlando Magic's guard, Cole Anthony. Yeah, the bloodline is back in a big way. Shouts out to my boy, Coach T. Um, I went to him early on in this process and asked him about Cole Anthony. He said, listen, Cole Anthony was hurt. He had a knee injury. He tried to come back. Um, uh, he was a little bit out of shape, so he took on a team that was not very talented. Sorry, North Carolina, I'm not talking about this year, I'm talking about last year, the year that doesn't exist. Coach T told me that's a year that was just in the vortex, and we throwing it out. I know, I got you, but <clears throat> for those who want to know, Cole Anthony came back from a knee injury maybe prematurely, um, gave it all he had. He did not look like himself. And now that he's healthy and able to play, he's given him 18 minutes in Orlando. He's averaging nine points a game. He's averaging 4.7 rebounds and 4.7 assists and one turnover. So he is almost at a five to one clip on assist to turnover ratio. That's fantastic. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. That's fantastic. Okay. So, shouts out to the Bloodline. shouts out to Greg Anthony and that Running Rebel Squad back in the Diz A. Listen, young kids. Before the Fab Five. And you might not even know them. So, YouTube that as well. So, Fab Five. And then, I want you to YouTube. The UNLV Running Rebels with Greg Anthony, Stacy Ogman, Larry Johnson. Yo, that was a good team. That was a good squad. And if you really enjoy basketball, you like getting up and down, go check out some old YouTube clips of the UNLV Running Rebels. That's my YouTube clip of the week. Sponsored by YouTube and YouTube TV, which your boy currently has. My other rookie that we want to kind of highlight is Bulls forward Patrick Williams. Okay, first, I didn't know. I didn't understand the pick at number four. I'm going to be real with you, okay? You know this is a transparent podcast. I am a transparent dude. So when he was picked at four, I was like, wait, hold on. All the dudes that you could have picked, that's the guy that you picked? At number four, I was really kind of taken aback by that situation. But crazy athlete, um, good on the defensive end. Um, this is all the, what the scouts were saying. And so far, it's kind of gone to chalk. Because Patrick Williams has cracked the starting lineup. He is averaging 27 minutes a game, which is very good for this time of year. He's averaging 10.3 points a game. He's averaging 3.3 rebounds and 1.3 assists. Now, his turnovers, he's averaging two a game. I also expect that. Anytime you get a big man or a wing or big wing and they're in a situation where Patrick is actually playing like power forward and small forward, he's not just getting the ball at the rim and just, you know, throwing it off the glass or dunking it. You know, he's playing like out on the perimeter now too as well. So sometimes it takes time to learn how to play in space. It takes time to learn how to play with teammates who are moving around. And maybe you, you know, you anticipate a little too quick or a little too slow. So I'm not really, really worried about the turnover situation. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it and see how it plays out. And kind of open said
1: what's the meaning of VAPOOs The meaning of this word without no doubt means nobody want be that one down and out. That what you established and got a lot of money. Everybody want to be your buddy and honey like tall builders they call skyscrapers Can you
0: feel I'm the guy that I want to tell you about when it comes to the rookies, and we're spotlighting him a little more than the rest of them but his story is fantastic and for you kids that are three-star and two-star guys in high school for you kids that are undersized for you kids that say that the coach says hey he doesn't fit the mold that we're trying to get I want you the guys to really pay attention to this so my rookie spotlight in this story is just warms my heart is uh Jay Sean Tate of Ohio State. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory on this cat. It's real cool. So just buckle up for it. Alright. So my man Jay Sean Tate is a rookie, but he's not a normal rookie. He played four years at Ohio State. He's a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound like guard small forward. What does this sound like? Who am I hyping up every time I get on a podcast that has B-Ball Monday in it? Taylon Horton Tucker. That's my dude. I'm going to ride with that dude even though he ain't getting any burn. Yo, Vogel. Frank Vogel, you my dude. We in the La La together. I need my boy THT to get some run. Okay? And what do I got to do to get my boy about 15 to 18 minutes a game? Shouts out to my boy, Taylor Horton Tucker. Now, back to my man, Jay Sean Take. Okay. First of all, he played four years at Ohio State. All right. Now, I'm going to give you the scouts background on him, and then we're going to talk about his journey a little bit. So, the scout says that he has a mature offensive game, and he's very good on the defensive side of the ball. Talks about being 6'4", 230. He's a bit undersized, but makes up for his lack of size with great athleticism. He is a very high basketball IQ. Okay? So, there's nothing that you can throw at him that he's not able to kind of internalize and then process out. Alright? So, you have that. He's a hard-nosed defender. So he's going to be getting in the grill of everybody. He's like a Patrick Beverly you know, type of dude. He wants to be up on you. He wants you to feel his 230 pounds on you. So no easy buckets when it comes to Jay Tate. He also creates mismatches because he also creates mismatches because of the fact that he is 6'4", 230. Where a small forward, you know, or one of those hybrid forwards like a Jay Crowder might be too slow to keep up with him. And a, a regular two guard um, is going to be too small. So he can take him into the post and do some damage there. So that's a scouting report for him. One of the scouts that I talked to, one of the guys that I'm really close with and somebody that I respect his opinion, he said... He would be the perfect spur or buck. I'll say that again. He would be the perfect spur or buck. And you know what? No tampering charges. Listen, Houston, you got you guys got yourself a steal. I love his game. I'm, that's all I'm talking about him right now. I'm giving run on the podcast. And you know this time is very valuable. So I don't give run to just anybody. So my boy, Jay Sean Tate, is doing it real big in Houston. So let me go over a couple of his numbers, and I'm going to tell you a story. Actually, I'm going to tell you a story first. Okay, so he goes undrafted out of Ohio State. So what does my man do? He don't put his head down. He don't go, oh, it's over for me. No, nah, he just grinds. So he goes to Belgium, all right? He goes to play for the Antwerp Giants in the Belgium League, okay? Now, what's cool about that is that he his team was the Belgian Cup winner, and he was also an all star in the Belgian League. So my man went right over overseas and went to work, got in a lab, got in his bag, and did his thing. so his journey wasn't over there, so check this out so you take a kid he was in Columbus, he was part of Good Ohio State teams, you know, probably getting a lot of love from the Buckeye fans. All that now, he's like 4,000 miles away from home. He's in Belgium, Belgium, <clears throat> he's in Belgium, and he's just putting work in and getting it done. But his story doesn't end there. So, the next year, so this is 2018. 2019 and now this is 2019 2020 so last year my man went to australia okay and he was in the nbl league so we're gonna try to pod through this on the blackout situation get this power outage all squared away so i had a couple other things to talk about but i'm gonna finish up with um what i was talking about with jay sean tate Okay, so my man went to Australia, balled out, and he was also um, an all-NBL player there. So, I mean, he just did it real big in Australia. Came to Houston, and so far, he's averaging 37 minutes a game, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. I mean, he's just filling up the stat sheet on a real level. So, I mean, it's this is the thing that we talk about all the time, Coach T and I. It's like, don't worry about four star, five star, all that. Just grind. And sometimes your talents are going to take you to places that maybe you didn't think you were going to be. But at the end of the day, your experience level and your ability to play with others is going to be something that the NBA is going to want. So for all the G-leaguers out there that's been in the, in the G-league grinding for three, four years and more. For all those cats that get undrafted out of college or leave early and then do not get drafted. See, the journey doesn't have to end there. So, shouts out to my boy, Sean Tate, doing it real big. I'm so glad that he got his opportunity, and I look forward to seeing what comes of this throughout the year. But I just wanted to spotlight this young man and his efforts because it's just completely
1: dope. The meaning of this word without no doubt Means nobody wanna beat that one down and out Now what you established and got a lot of money Everybody wanna be your buddy and honey Like toll builders, they call skyscrapers Can you feel it?
0: Alright, we're back And we're gonna talk about Kevin Durant a little bit And if I'm a little paused a little bit Keep in mind, I'm trying to finish this up, Doing a blackout. The La La is in a complete blackout right now. And we are trying to effort to get this pot up. So we got the flashlight on the phone going. We're just doing it real big. And listen, nothing stops B-Ball Monday. Nothing, okay? So we do what we got to do to get this out to you because as we proceed to give you what you need, And we know you need B-Ball Mondays. So, Kevin Durant, man, I am so happy to see this guy back. And also, to see him back really, really close to what Kevin Durant was when he left. Okay? Uh, 27 points, 4 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and he's shooting 69% from three right now. Obviously, he's not going to shoot 69% the entire year from three, but still awesome, all right, um, he does look real good, and maybe we are now going to look at Achilles in, uh, injuries differently now, maybe maybe you don't need 50, 550 days of, you know, getting back from the Achilles, but maybe the the term is not, you know, 9 to 12 months, maybe it's more like 14 months to 16 you know I think we have to look at this situation because Kevin has come back and look pretty much just like Kevin Durant looks super good so maybe this is one of those things where we learn a lot from the injury and maybe by valuing the guy a little bit more the return even though it's going to hurt because it is almost two years of basketball. It might be what we need to do to get the guy who left come back and be pretty much the same guy. So, Brooklyn is playing well. They're super deep. Even with the Dinwiddie injury that we reported earlier, he has a, torn, a partially torn ACL on his right knee. He's going to be out for the year. They're still deep. They're super deep. They're too deep pretty much at every position. So you got Kyrie, who's purifying every arena that he goes to with Sage. So that's working out. He's averaging 29 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, and 6 assists. So Kyrie, keep purifying the arenas. Bring purification to your basketball life. Do what you got to do to bring yourself centered to play this game that we love. And so we can have B-Ball Mondays. So, with that being said, we are done. Um, we effort to get this podcast out to you during all types of situations, obviously. So, power outages, you know, um things going on in the personal life um you know COVID-19 we are unda- we are we are undaunted to bring you this pod so be good to everybody out there you know if you can you know spread your joy to everyone help out a neighbor if you can And this is B-Ball Mondays with your boy Vince. And we are out.